This is Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in North Shore School District 112. We're a pre-K through 8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers, its students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. It's back to school time in North Shore School District 112, and this is the strangest back to school time ever. Many in the news media and all over our nation and world are discussing, debating, decrying the back to school season. There are a number of school districts who are making decisions independent of one another, and members of the community, internal and external, are rightfully concerned. In North Shore School District 112, as I've been reporting as the superintendent for several months now, Our focus is to return to schooling under a hybrid learning model with significant risk mitigation to preserve to the degree possible and practical the safety, the health, and the general welfare and well-being of students and staff. We're using science and metrics to determine whether it's safe or not to bring back students and staff. And as I prepared this podcast on August 9th, three and a half weeks before the start of school, um, remind our listeners and our community of what I shared in a video update on July 31st, that there is guidance from the Illinois Department of Public Health that would potentially cause a region to become more restrictive. In our part of the world, we're in Lake County, Illinois. We're in Region 9 from Illinois Department of Public Health, which is Lake County and McHenry County. If there is a sustained increase in the seven-day rolling average, seven out of 10 days in the positivity rate, and one of the following, either a sustained seven-day increase in hospital admissions for a COVID-19-like illness, or and a reduction in hospital capacity threatening a surge capabilities, ICU capacity, or medical surgical bed under 20%. Um, right now, neither, none of those um, is present and three consecutive days averaging greater than or equal to 8% positivity rate from the seven day rolling average. So that is not um, that is not the case right now. So at dph.illinois.gov, there's a number of metrics that are being reviewed and used. When you look at regional COVID-19 metrics today, for example, you'll see that as of August 5th, four days ago, the seven day test positivity, seven day rolling average is 5.2 considerably below the 8% threshold. And there's four days of positivity increases in the past 10 days, not 10 days. And in terms of hospital admissions, there are um, five days of hospital admission increases. um, And we're looking at all this. So again, it's August 9th. We're looking at the data daily, very carefully. Right now, the data is a couple of days old and we are working with the Lake County Department of Public Health, trying to get more updated and timely data. Um, There's another um, web page on this dph.illinois.gov county metrics. And if we look at Lake County, Illinois, the new cases per 100,000 is 76. That is not a good number. That is in the warning area. However, the other one, two, three, four, five 
six, seven metrics there are all in target. So again, when people wonder, what are you doing? Like, how can you open? How can you bring people back? Part of it is the metrics support us bringing them back. The Illinois Department of Public Health, the Lake County Public Health Department, and the Illinois State Board of Education have put this information out and we're monitoring it uh, more than on a daily basis. In addition, as I indicated to the community on July 28th in a school board meeting, our next steps include partnering with North Shore University Health System to provide um, testing for our employees. And we'll be sharing more information on how our staff will be able to get um, tests at a North Shore University Health System test center. Uh, we also are working with them on some public service announcement videos. Um, and we're also working on several risk mitigation strategies. So to close this first part of the episode, we're looking at the data and the data does not indicate that we need risk mitigation, meaning the data indicates that our reopening plans are on target and on schedule. In the next segment of Lighthouse 112, I'm gonna talk more specifically about risk mitigation that the district is engaging in to also make sure that the experience meets safety standards. All right, stay tuned. In North Shore School District 112, our hybrid return to school learning plan has many, many safety features built in. Number one, first and foremost, we are bringing in half of the students, no more than half of the students in the morning, no more than half of the students in the afternoon. That means at a school with 500 students, there'll be no more than 250 students at one given time. In a classroom with 25 students, there'll be no more than 12 students at any one given time. And our staffing, and our scheduling is rolling out to say some classes will have five students and some will have 12 or 13. The point is not the number of students, but the fact that we are going to have six feet physical distancing, six feet social distancing. In addition, uh, facial coverings, masks are required. No, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And we've also ordered additional PPE for all staff in the event they want to wear a mask and a face shield, we're providing that for them. We're encouraging that. Any staff who want gloves will have the gloves. Any staff that wants smocks uh, will have smocks. So we're taking, taking that very seriously. In addition, staff who will be in person with students for a little over two hours will have a two hour break for prep time, lunch, and also for enhanced cleaning. We're um, contracting with our janitor contractor, ABM, and we're hiring 10 additional sanitation specialists, sanitization specialists who are going to be doing the electrostatic cleaning. It's pretty intense and pretty appropriate because we're mitigating risks with safe and clean environments. We asked our staff in a survey, um, are you comfortable coming to work, you know, or not? And about 70% have expressed some discomfort in coming to work. And we said, well, if you're uncomfortable returning to school in person, what measures could be taken that would make you feel more comfortable? So from the survey, um, people asked for more outdoor teaching space. Well, number one, weather permitting, we will allow full usage of any of our courtyards, 
and we have two tents per school being rented um, for the beginning of, of the school year. We encourage their usage, number one. No face-to-face -face meetings. We have made it very clear that face-to-face -face meetings are not required, nor are they expected for at least the first marking period of the school year. Right now, we're looking at our school year in marking period chunks for middle school. That's quarters every nine weeks. For elementary school, that's trimesters every 12 weeks. Teachers and staff wanted more options for PPE. Granted, we've got it, whatever they want, whatever they need. It's ordered, it will be provided. Uh, temperature checks on site, this is a big one. And we saw a lot of open-ended questions. Our staff is really concerned that our parent community will not take self-certification seriously and will not do accurate self-certification. We shared these concerns with the PTO presidents with whom we met. We've shared these concerns at the board meeting on July 28th. And we are partnering with North Shore University Health System, working on some public service announcements. We've also purchased uh, many, many thermometers for families that do not have thermometers. We also are working with an app that will be uh, released uh, this week or uh, within a week or so to our staff and then to our parents to to try it out, to actually track this. Um, anybody that doesn't self-certify will be in um, in the office until they are self-certified. This is not, not a joke, but we take it seriously. In addition, uh, staff said improved air quality in all building spaces would be another risk mitigation effort that they would consider. So first and foremost, we consulted with our air quality and HVAC consultants trained TRANE is a company that's been working with the school district for decades. We have them um, conducting formal indoor air quality assessments at each of the campuses, Edgewood, uh, Elm Place, where Northwood is housed, um, all of the other schools as well. We are having them write us indoor air quality mitigation recommendations. We have one for Red Oak School that they conducted as an example, and we shared that with the board and community on July 28th at our board meeting. We are manually increasing the amount of outside air in all of our univentilators and all of our, our systems. We are also adding to this and enhancing this with automated controls that we're going to be recommending the board for approval. We're also up dating and upgrading the uh, ways in which we can control the exhaust so we can be refreshing the air rates. Um, so while we're increasing the manual work, we're also going to be automating it. So we are improving the air quality in all building spaces. Um, there are a number of risk mitigation um, tasks and initiatives that we are working on. We also uh, again, are re-emphasizing social distancing. We also are very concerned about our teachers and, their, and our educational support staff and their sick leave. And we have memoranda of understanding with our unions um, indicating that if staff need to quarantine because of a positive test or because of exposure at school, we are granting them, the board is granting them above and beyond additional days, not their own sick days. So we're all in this together. It is all hands on deck. We're making the learning environment safe. We're limiting the in-person um, time while we're still recognizing that in-person schooling is essential, the mental health of our students is essential, and groups like the American Association of Pediatrics, the CDC, the Illinois Department of Public Health, the Illinois State Department of Education, ISBE, all completely support children being back in school. 
We are looking to get our families back on a schedule. We're looking to get our students back on a schedule. They'll be in school and doing school at home for a five hour period, uh, far um, more intense and more enhanced than what we were able to do during the crisis in March. This is back to school time. We're getting back to school like, like never before. Um, please stay tuned for some closing remarks in this short update to the community about metrics we're using, risk mitigation, and how we are taking very seriously the um, great challenge and responsibility we feel in returning our staff and students to schools in a few short weeks. So as we bring this episode to a close, I um, want to talk about the challenges related to reopening. We've been sharing these uh, since, since June. This is a public health challenge. COVID-19 is a public health challenge and the responses and reactions from the public health agencies and the medical profession um, have really, really provided significant challenges. There is lack of agreement um, you know, from all over the board, lack of agreement about medical and scientific data, lack of agreement as to what is needed here and there. There is lack of time, although I'm very proud of our 50 plus stakeholder committee workers, the parents, the educational support staff, the teachers, the administrators, the members of our board of education, our union leadership for banding together and maximizing our time. Our decisions will be scrutinized and we understand that it's a challenge to lead in public and for the public and with the public and the circumstances uh, continue to shift. Um, as we've said all along, we are anticipating three likely scenarios for education in the short term and possibly the long term. Uh, the hybrid blended approach is what we're going with first. It has a, a part of in-person learning. It has remote learning that we'll call enhanced and there's an opt-out of virtual learning. So the entire experience is um, virtual remote opt-out by parent family choice. We have a modified on campus, which is part of our hybrid. There are significant changes that include social distancing, um, all modified capacity, six foot social distancing, masks, so on and so forth. And then the shift to remote learning, which is a possibility if the metrics and science dictate um, not being in person. So we're monitoring all of this very, very closely and we're working with our partners, government and healthcare. There are costs for the risk mitigation. I'm calling them investments in public safety and investments in education. We're going to invest one month of large common area air mechanical cooling for the um, schools that do not have mechanical cooling or air conditioning. We are doing capital work in the nurses' offices for health isolation areas for enhanced safety. We're um, predicting about five months, but we're prepared for 10 months of additional cleaning by ABM with enhanced cleaning program. We're budgeting for additional routes from first student transportation. We have invested more than a half million dollars in curriculum and teaching and learning. We're, we're almost duplicating the uh, materials that we have to make sure that the at-home experience can be a mix of paper, print, and digital, and also take a little bit of burden off our families. So we're providing the materials for our children. We are partnering with the Illinois Virtual School, a more than 20 year online school accredited in the state of Illinois for um, certain grade six, eight virtual portion of the uh, programming. We are um, 
doing our tent rental for outdoor education support. And um, we are investing more than a half million dollars in assessments and mitigation efforts for indoor air quality. And we'll do literally whatever it takes to keep our staff and students safe. We have a board meeting on August 13th. We'll be approving a certain, or recommending for approval and hoping that the board is approving certain air quality extra effort mitigations. We're manually taking care of a number of things. We're gonna again meet with the board on August 18th and August 25th. In North Shore School District 112, we inspire, we innovate, and we engage, and we are going to return to schooling. Our children have not been in school, in their seats, since March 12th. And it's time to get our kids back, and it's time to get our teachers back, and our educational support staff back. Our administrators have been back um, for more than a month, and we're gonna do so safely. We're going to do so carefully and we're going to risk mitigate, mitigate risk. Thank you for your support and please stay tuned on all of our various channels. Thank you for listening to Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in the North Shore School District 112. We're a PK-8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers and students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, and engage. This podcast can be listened to and heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and other sources are being added all the time. Please check back and subscribe to us to stay current with what's going on in North Shore School District 112. Please also visit our website at www.nssd112.org. Thank you so much for listening and for your interest.